This is Original Six. You go away for one week, and you have the potential to miss Dryden Hunt's first goal as a Toronto Maple Leaf, and the potential nicest play of Justin Hall's career. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. It's the Original Six Podcast. Ryan Sabine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen, back at it again, boys. How's it going? Fantastic. Fired up. Pretty good. Pretty good. Cold, kind of. Love a good, pretty good. I feel cold, even though it's like, it's not cold, like, in my house, but it's, I looked outside and saw snow, and then it made me feel colder. That sucks. I, I am cold. Well, yeah, because you just came back from the Dominican. You you had a week of nice weather, then you come back to twenty centimeters of snow. I went from I went from thirty degrees to thirty centimeters, or from white white sand to white snow, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be either. Uh, Could be worse. Obviously, the Leafs just pop off while I'm gone. I mean, obviously, I don't want them to do poorly, but like you know, save some for me. Seven points uh, <laughs> out of a possible eight while I was away, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely excited to talk about I feel like I have an interesting perspective here because I saw the highlights of the games that I missed, but having kind of been... Like, this is the most disconnected I have felt from the Leafs in years because even in the off-season, there's no games, obviously, but I know what's going on with the team. But, you know, you can get notifications all you want, but I feel like when you don't watch four games after having watched pretty much every game. It's, it's just like a, a new perspective. So I'm kind of interested just for basically you guys to tell me what's been going on. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you had a Leafs cleanse, which maybe is good for the soul considering the Leafs, maybe. but <laughs> he had a Leafs a... cleanse at the worst week though. Cause they actually played well. It would be better if he had a Leafs cleanse and we just like shot the bed this week. But that's what it's I was true. saying. Like, I, I would prefer them not to shit the bed at any point. Exactly. So I, I'm glad they played well. All, all things considered, they did blow a lead against the Canadians, which is, uh, like I said, that's, nice Nice to see some consistency over the years. Yeah, that's typical. Yeah. <laughs> that's very typical. I was actually, um, me and my girlfriend did a, a dune buggy excursion in the Dominican. And Ooh. it's one of those, like, you know you're getting covered in mud kind of things. <laughs> so, like, you wear shitty clothes. Like, we knew it. Like, we wear shitty shoes, bathing suits, like, stuff to get ruined. And I didn't think about this packing because we didn't bring suitcases. We just brought carry-ons because yeah. of all the issues the airlines are having. And we were flying Smart. Sunwing because, of course, we were. <laughs> I think that's usually the airline that goes to, like, the Dominican and, like, all those all-inclusive, so. Yeah. But it's just, like, Sunwing was the one ha- having all the luggage issues. Anyways, so... My only, like, pajama shirt that I brought was just, like, a blue Le- Ford Leaf shirt. It's, like, one of the ones you'd get at the game. So I was, like, I guess I'm going to wear it dune bugging because, like, all- everything else was just, like, nice T-shirts I didn't want to get destroyed. So safe to say I wore this Leaf shirt. It got absolutely covered in mud. Like, I left it in the Dominican. Um, but the best <laughs> You didn't part bring was- it back. <laughs> no, there was no saving it. The best part is on the tour – there were obviously other people from other resorts and stuff on the tour also, though. And everyone's, like, Canadian, uh, you know, on these, like, all-inclusive. So this guy, like, we kind of had a stop. We're getting out of the dune buggies. This guy says, yeah, yeah, it's a nice shirt. You must be from Toronto. I'm like, yeah, you know, it was a nice shirt, but now it's all covered in mud. He's like, eh, 
It's just like when they're in the playoffs. Wow. He is a Leaf fan. That I was like, my guy, dab me up. That's funny. <laughs> he got yeah. you there. So that was my story. Yep. Let's get it. Not much, not much sports uh, otherwise going on, other than your uh, Bengals beating the Bills, Paul. How do I feel? Fantastic. <laughs> so good. You feel equal to that as you do to start a podcast. Yeah, I feel great because I was watching with like a bunch of a uh, bunch of like my buddies and like family friends who are, are Bills fans. So I was like the only one there that was a Bengals fan. After the first quarter, it was just all quiet. You just see me in the in the back with the biggest smile on my face, trying not to be like, try not to be a dick and saying like snarky comments here and there. Like, you know, Joe's better than Josh, which is true, but you know, it's fine. Ouch. Tough blow. Let's, uh, let's get this show on the road, fellas. Uh, thank you to everyone joining us. We are recording this on Wednesday, January 25th. It's 6.20 right now, the Leafs game against the Rangers starts in about 40 minutes so that one's uh coming up shortly so uh keep that in mind but this episode will be coming out tomorrow on thursday the 26th after the rangers game uh if you're new here make sure to follow subscribe if you are joining us once again thank you kindly let's get into it week in review zach start us off with the game against the jets cool so yes this was a fantastic big 4-1 win over winnipeg uh, you know, this game, you, I think it all, it all started a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys probably remember when, uh, the Jets beat us, uh, in Winnipeg and there was like a fight that happened. And this, uh, this guy named Logan Stanley was like cheering and like pretending he was like showing off to the crowd and stuff. And then afterwards there was a video that came out and Winnipeg was like, oh, it doesn't feel great to beat the Leafs. We love beating the Leafs. We hate the, whatever that kind of thing. Since that game, Winnipeg is now. Uh, never won against us since that game. So that's fantastic. So we always love to beat Winnipeg, uh, which was 4-1. This one was definitely uh, Samsonov keeping us in it, especially Mm -hmm. in the first period where it was scoreless. He made some really great saves. Uh, Yeah, we got outshot like 38-27. Winnipeg did get a power play goal. Uh, We had a lot of more penalties than they did. We had eight penalty minutes there too. Uh, But the hits were about even. Um, It was good, and it was nice to see Austin Matthews come back, uh, score a gorgeous goal, eight seconds into the second period. Uh, mm-hmm. He ended up getting another one as well. So he had two. Uh, Marner had a shorthanded goal. Yeah, so I would say it was one of those games where we didn't dominate, but we found a way to win regardless, and that was nice. I should yeah. have added that to the to the list of things I missed. Was a multi goal game for Matthews only his second of the season. Yeah. You should leave more often. Buddy, you pay for my trip, I'm gone. No, <laughs> no problem. You can stay. Sign me up. I'd rather not do that. You can stay. Uh, you can stay. Okay, great. Gee, thanks. I'll, I'll enjoy the 20 centimeters. Uh, let's, let's talk about other things I won't enjoy. And this is a game I'm probably happy I missed. We'll admit I have not seen the highlights. It's the game against the Habs. All you need to know is that this was a game where the Leafs of old came to play up to nothing against a team in Montreal that you should beat, and they end up losing 3-2 in overtime. I don't need to watch the highlights to know that was an absolute stinker. Uh, I mean, sure, silver lining, they got a point. That's great. It's too late to catch the Bruins at this point. At this point in the season, you have to be winning games like this against a team like Montreal, who 
for all intents and purposes, is going for Bedard at this point. They didn't have Caulfield. That, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's my two cents. That's just a game you have to win. I know it's hard to really be upset with with the way the teams played. Like they've won four of the last five or whatever it is, three of the last four. But um, you know, we've spoken about it time and again. Playing down to opponents. I mean. Thankfully, yeah. that probably won't be an issue in the playoffs, but that's a whole other conversation. But uh, just would like to see a win against the Habs. Yeah, yeah. they actually, uh, they had, I'm looking on uh, TSN scores, where they have the, the closing line and like the win probability for games. Uh, it's not giving me an exact number, but I'm going to make an estimate that it was at like 85% Leafs winning this game when they were up 2 nothing. So <laughs> the fact that they gave that one up is horrendous and definitely Leafs of old. Like you said, it. it's just, oh, yeah. it's a game you got to win. Like you got to close these games against teams that, you know, shouldn't even be in the game at any point. So, yeah. Plus, I mean, like it wasn't that long ago where obviously Boston was ahead, but still relatively felt like they were within grasp. But now they're 14 points ahead. I mean, it, it's that's ridiculous. crazy. That's crazy. The Bruins have lost five games in regulation all season. That's ridiculous. That's those are ridiculous numbers. They are thirty-eight, five, and four. The Leafs are tied for the next best team in terms of points. They would actually be in third because the Devils have more um, regulation wins and less games played by one, but point-wise tied in second. I mean, the Bruin like there's no catching the Bruins, and uh, to me that's. I mean, like, you, you can't even look at it like the Leafs have been playing badly. I think the Bruins are just on some otherworldly run right now. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, ending any surprising collapse, the, the Leafs have to really have to make sure they finish second in the division. Yeah, for sure. However, following that loss to Montreal, the New York Islanders come into Toronto, another not very loved team by Leafs fans, especially the way they treated the Tavares over the years. But a nice 5-2 win against the Islanders. Uh, we didn't start too well, uh, going down one nothing in the first. But thankfully, William Nylander popped off for a four-point game. Absolutely fantastic. John Tavares scoring a goal. And then, as you said, Ryan, at the beginning of the podcast, Justin Hall, I don't know if this was by accident or on purpose. Buddy, let, the... me, let me tell you, complete accident. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was the most accidental. He was trying goal. to ice the puck. He had no clue Matthews was even in the building. I think I think he was trying to, like, give it to Marner, but because it's Hall, he goofed it. But by his luck, Matthews was just in the perfect spot, gave him the nicest breakout pass on a breakaway, and Matthews just outmuscled the defender and scored. Uh. I mean, very nice to see. Yeah, the most accidental, nastiest play of Justin Hall's career for sure. And it was just nice to see a 5-2 win against the Islanders. A nice comeback game from the loss to Montreal uh, to cap off another good week. That's That, that pass yeah. has got to be up there with hammer time. Oh, yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Those are so painful. You ever see those, like, if you know, you know things on the internet, and you're like, I don't know, and it's killing me? <laughs> and everyone... I, I will spend time researching to figure yeah, out what the, it is the that I don't know. Everyone in the comment section who does know takes too much pride in the fact that they do to tell people who don't. Literally. If you know, you know. Someone's not going to write, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Embarrassing. Uh, two zero and one on this week. Uh, Paul, you got the prediction correct, so props to you. I uh, Zach, I was saying to Paul before you hopped on the call. Wow, that rhymed. I was a little offended that I was not asked for my prediction, but just for the record, I was in the Dominican, lying on the beach, pina colada in my hand, epiphany. Leafs are going two zero and one this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'll you know I'll give it to you. Because I I I can't confirm. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> Fresh. We uh, last 20, minute recorded. Twenty nine, eleven, and eight. Still second in the Atlantic. I don't think that is going to change throughout this season. But it's kind of feeling like the the Lightning don't lose anymore either. So uh, maybe the second place spot will be a, a battle going down the end of the season to watch. Uh, overall thoughts on the week, you guys. Uh, you tell me. I'm kind of shooting blank here. I think they had a like solid overall week with two zero and one, and they played fantastic against the Jets and very good game against the Islanders. Just that the consistency of this team, knowing that we're gonna play lower tier teams, and just knowing that we're gonna goof it somehow, it's just annoying to see them do this every time and knowing it's gonna happen. If only they could play against bad teams like they do against the good teams, and it would just be a completely different record. Not like it's a bad record. But I think the Leafs had a great overall week. I think Samsonov played fantastic. Uh, it just comes down to the consistency and, as we said, not dropping to to the uh, teams that are worse, dropping down to their level of play. Yeah, uh, you, you said it, Paul. Like, I wish they would have had more consistency. I think that's kind of a topic we've been kind of preaching the entire season is needing them to be more consistent against those teams. And, you know, you look ahead at the schedule and maybe this week it's not too bad, but there's still like, if you don't come to compete against those low teams and then you beat the good teams, you're feeling good about yourselves now, but what is that actually building up for the future? So tough to see. I'll take the week. No regulation losses is always great, but at the same time, uh, could be better this week. That's yeah. true. The, the silver lining is that no bad teams make the playoffs. So the Leafs should have it in the bag is what I'm hearing. Should. Should, should. with a capital should. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about some stuff. First and foremost, Austin Matthews. When I had left, uh, I'm sure you guys touched on it a bit last week. He was kind of in that injury phase, resting him a couple games. Uh, but as we mentioned, the multi-goal game, uh, he seems to be come back to life. So what what is it to you guys that you've seen that's kind of been the, the kickstarter or the igniter for him to kind of find his scoring touch the last little bit? I think more confidence. Uh, he's shooting a lot more. Um, he's, I don't know, like, like he's been doing... confidence because he's not hurt anymore? Like that Yeah, I guess of... more confidence to shoot the puck because he's not as injured as he was previously. Um, he's not afraid to get in the... He's not afraid to get in the corners. He's battling. Uh, he's going in front of the net. He's not just sitting on the sides waiting for like a one-timer, like a rebound. And I, I just think the confidence level is up a little more than, than it was before the Christmas break. Yeah, I think confidence is it too. Like uh, I've noticed that a lot of his goals so far this year have been, you know, someone hits him with a nice pass. And of course, he's got a fantastic shot. So he just finishes. So it was nice to see, you know, goals against the goal against Winnipeg where he made that super nice move on Shifley to get mm -hmm. around him. It's like it's plays like that that I feel like 
were kind of his signature move that we weren't seeing a lot. Like kind of like nasty, disgusting plays where you're like, oh my gosh, he just did that kind of thing. And we hadn't really seen that from him this year. And I feel like he's done a couple of those recently and, and he looks like a lot more comfortable. I feel like he's skating faster too. I don't know if you guys or Paul mm-hmm. have noticed that this past week was that yeah. he was skating a lot faster. So yeah, he, he looked really fast where I was watching from. Yeah, definitely in your mind. Definitely pretty fast. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned wow moments. Have you guys seen it's Hyundai or Nissan with the the wah, like W-O-H car and Shifley's in the commercial? I think it's Hyundai. Yeah. Hyundai. So I think it's funny that you mentioned Shifley in a wow moment with Matthews, but it's happening against Shifley. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Wow. Uh, Let's talk about Matthews. In the game against the Islanders, second period, I believe, he gets reunited with Marner. That was the Leafs' most recent game. Obviously, that seemed to do more for Nylander than it did anybody else. Uh, Obviously, Tavares had a good game too. But as of now, half an hour before puck drop against the Rangers, uh, Matthews and Marner seem to be sticking together. So, Zach, start it off. What uh, what do you take on this? I like it. I think you just need to ride the hot hand in this case. You know, you've seen a flash of brilliance. Does that mean that those two need to stick together like the entire rest of the season? Of course not. But I like the fact that Keith is not, you know, holding to something and being like, no, 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 this way, this way, this way, even if like the results aren't speaking to it. And, you know, going with the hot hand is a perfect example of just being flexible and having some you know, creativity in the lineup. And it's great to see him just jumping on that and, and, you know, going with it, who knows what's going to happen tonight. Maybe every player is going to get a hat trick. Who knows? Like you have no idea, right? So every player wouldn't that be nice. That would be our game. Yeah. I would have to do the math on that to see how long it would actually, or like what the score would be, but Hey, you never know. Let's see if Samsonov keeps his point streak alive. He had an assist on Tavares' goal last game. He did. He made a nice play. That was nice. Yeah. So, Zach, you mentioned playing the hot hand. And, Paul, now you bring up Samsonov, so that's a great segue. Um, I kind of didn't really notice until we had started talking before the podcast about what we were going to talk about, that Samsonov pretty much was getting the bulk of starts. I mean, I know we've kind of looked at how Murray's numbers hadn't been fantastic as of late, but the, the team had still won in front of him. But now it's... You know, there's a little bit of rumblings of concern around Matt Murray, and it, it seems like Ilya Samsonov, at least for now, has won the net. So, Paul, what what are you seeing in in uh, Breakfast Sammy? Well, what I'm seeing is just uh, confidence level. I think the defense has done a good job in front of him, and I think when we haven't, he's made some very good key saves. And I think what Keith said, he's earned it. And Samsonov's been playing fantastic. Why not give him the starts if he deserves it? Uh, I know that they said Murray's going to play in that against the Senators on Friday, but Samsonov will be in that tonight against the Rangers, which is a good test against him, uh, him against Shesterkin. Um, so I, I, I like it. I like that he's starting. He's been absolutely fantastic. His home record is incredible. I think he's like 13-0-1 um, at, uh, at home this year. So, yeah. As Zach said, keep writing the hot hand, and if Samsonov keeps it up, on, then why not keep him in that? Yeah, so it, it's funny to me because there's two contrasts here. It's do you keep riding the hot hand or do you give the colder hand you know, a, a couple extra starts than you would just to keep that internal competition going, right? Like Samsonov's got four in a row. Tonight will be five. Murray against Ottawa. you got to think Samsonov's getting Washington after that, and then the next game is the Bruins, right? So... 
mm-hmm. definitely a few, a few options here, Zach. Are you, are you riding the hot hand or are you giving Murray like that one extra shot? Because if, if you're really looking at it, like Murray is the guy, the two cups, the playoff experience, that, that's a valuable guy. And, you know, come final stretch and playoffs, you probably don't want a, hot, a cold goalie rather uh, on the team. That's not always a luxury, but, you know, there's, there's a few things you can do to keep them both fresh. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, I'm going to say both, <laughs> but there's context here. Cheater. So I think for this week, I think you have to look at that game against Boston as kind of like this is the pinnacle of your week. This is what you're aiming for. Ignore everything else. You need to ride the hot hand right now. That's Samsonov. You need to get him the starts, keep him hot. Hopefully he continues to play lights out. And, you know, when you play Boston, then you've got him playing at his best because we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we played Boston that we were just kind of disappointed in like not getting that key save, you know, when we kind of needed it against the Bruins, which you really need if you're going to go up against the best in the league. Right. So I feel like this whole week is going to be prepping him for that fight against Boston. And then, you know what, afterwards, Absolutely give Murray a couple starts. I'm looking at the schedule ahead. We're playing the Blue Jackets twice, then the Blackhawks, Canadians, Blackhawks again. Those are a bunch of should be winning every game. Absolutely throw Murray into a bunch of those and like get him back to, you know, hopefully he gets back to the level he was at before. But I don't know if I would risk that right now before the yeah. game against the Bruins. Well, it is it is worth mentioning following the Bruins game, majority of at least will have nine days off for the All-Star break. So before that Columbus-Chicago stretch, there is a good amount of time there. Uh, the, I, last, the last time we played Washington, Samson, or like two times ago, Samson, I mentioned he was nervous. Uh, Ovechkin was close to, you know, hitting the milestone, former team. So we have Samson off tonight against the Rangers, Murray against Ottawa, the former team on the 27th. Paul, you got Washington on the 29th, Boston on the first. Who would you give each game to? Well, I would give Murray, I would give Murray, the game against the Senators against his former team. Samsonov against his no, former I'm team. No, saying, I'm saying Washington and Boston because we figured Murray's going to be in for Ottawa. Yeah, I would give Samsonov the, the game against the Capitals. I want a redemption game for him because last time we said he was nervous. I don't think he had a great game. I know he can do better. And I would also give Samsonov the start against Boston. Depending on his performance against Washington... But even if he hasn't didn't have the best game, he's still the hotter goalie in the last couple of weeks. So I would give both the Capitals and the Bruins games to Samsonov. Yeah, my opinion there with Paul. Hmm? Uh, I think it depends. I think you know the next three games, I want to ride, ride the hot hand, like I said. But you know maybe. You know, he doesn't have a great game tonight. Then Murray has a great game against Ottawa. Then he doesn't have a good game against Washington. Then I think maybe you need to reevaluate and kind of choose. But if he continues the streak that he's had and, and goes into like this week, but considering all these games are at home for the next week, I would say, you know, I would some, give uh, Sammy the start both against Washington and Boston. Yeah. So if, if that is the case, and at this point, it seems rather likely, uh, Murray will get the start on the 27th. That's uh, Friday. Uh, against Ottawa, then if he does not play the Washington or Boston games, it'll be exactly two weeks until the Leafs' next game, and that's against Columbus. So maybe that's good. Maybe Murray just needs some rest, you know, some some R&R, but uh, maybe he needs to, uh, you know, stick with it. It also wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Matt Murray 
over that break still trains and practices with the, you know at the facilities and stuff and and really just spends that time to get back to where he wants to be because very likely he's aware too that his game is not where he would like it to be at the time. Yep, agreed, agreed. Uh, let's let's talk about someone who's not going away in Bobby McMahon. I mean, I think he had played one, maybe two, two, three games before I had headed out, but uh, played the last four in a row, averaging anywhere from nine to almost 13, 12 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. No points yet. I know he's had a few chances. I saw his name come up a bunch in the highlights. What 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 has he been bringing for you guys to to see why Keith is justifying him, justifying keeping him in the lineup each night? I think his speed, his physicality, and his passion. Like you you watch him out there on the fourth line. He's making diving diving poke check passes. He's doing those little things that we want to see. And I think he's just trying to prove that he is worth being on the roster, worth his spot on the, in the lineup. And I think he's in the games he's played, he's been noticed quite a lot. I've seen his name a lot on Twitter from Lee fans. Sheldon keep been praising him. Yeah. I think just the physicality, the speed he has for such a big boy. And yeah, I think just the passion and Keith sees that he wants to play and he wants to be there and he's doing the little things that show that he wants to be there. So I think all those things is really a key factor. Are in. You- are you saying he's got the passion? He's got the, the passion. passion. He's PM, got the passion. Trademark, copyright. Capital P, he's got the passion. Capital P for Paul. And he 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 deserves. I think he he's been close to like three or four points. I know his first NHL goal was disallowed for the stupidest reason ever, but he'll get it. He'll he'll I, I'm feeling Bobby McMahon scores his first goal tonight against the Rangers. Oh, wizard prediction. Wizard wow. prediction. Someone someone bring out the crystal ball and tarot cards because this guy's calling it. Yes, sir. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I think something else worth talking about, I know, you know, stop me if you've ever heard a Leaf fan talking about uh, an in-season trade before or something about the uh, trade deadline. But uh, trade deadline's March 3rd, so it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. Considering you got a 10-day break for the All-Star game, I, I can't imagine anything, you know, trade-wise uh, goes on during that time, if it's even allowed, to be honest. No. But that only really leaves you with about four weeks, four calendar weeks to do some trading before the trade deadline hits. Um, and it, it seems like over Kyle Dubas's history as the Leafs GM, this is around the time where he likes to make his moves. He doesn't typically do it on the deadline. He kind of looks at that month before. Uh, with some deals that he's made in the past. So just a couple of names that kind of been swirling in Leafs Nation. Obviously, we have everyone that the Leafs are dreaming, uh, Leaf fans are dreaming about getting. But Jacob Chikorn. Yeah, let's keep it realistic. A couple of names that seem to to keep coming up uh, are... Hunter McDavid. Yes, precisely. Uh, Jake <laughs> McCabe and Vladislav Gavrikov. Um, what a name. The, the name itself. So let, let me let me ask you guys this. I mean, we're not going to pretend like we're experts on either of these guys. I mean, we can tell you their stats. We can look at the highlights and stuff. They're both a little more physical than our guys. They can shut down. They can fight, yada, yada, yada. Um, what, what would you guys want to pay for a player like this? I know Chicago said something like for McCabe, he was making $4 million. Without retention, they're looking for a second. But if you want them to retain 50%, they want a first. 
I, I, as much as I'd like a player like that, I do think it's it's a lot. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, Gavrikov also on an expiring deal. These guys are both lefties. Uh, I think it's important to note. Um, but that, it also becomes who you who are you either sending in the trade or taking out of the lineup because you're now getting another roster player back. So, I mean, it's early. The trade deadline's, you know, five weeks from now. But what are you guys kind of thinking? What's, what's your, like, thoughts on either these names or, or, you know, at this point in the season, what you're wanting out of the Leafs before March 3rd? Go for it, Zach. Because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to say. Honestly, I've been thinking about it, too. Uh, you know, I just want all the players that we might want to trade to play really well. So then we get a lot for it. <laughs> I think it's time trade to value. double down. We've said it, we've said it before, double down. I think it's time for Dubas to like make a big deal. I'm going to go off the board and say, acquire Patrick Kane from the Chicago mm. Blackhawks. 50% retention, 50%. So the Chicago Blackhawks right now, they have $5 million in projected cap space. They are not close to the cap considering the Pittsburgh Penguins are $18,000 off the cap for comparison. And there's a bunch of teams at zero. Why not do it? 50% retention. Start sweeten the deal. Throw first in there. Do it. They it's could Patrick do more Kane. technically, right? Like they could retain. You could, you could do a three-team trade where Chicago retains 50%, which would take it to like 5-5 five, five, or 5-2-5. Five, five. And then a third five. team retains 50% of that. So you could actually get Kane for just over two and a half uh, mil. But obviously. That would be a hefty one. If Kane gets traded to the least, I'm buying a jersey that day. You heard it. So am I. So am I. You know it. <laughs> right over. Like, but what but Willie has to wear? give up. Willie has to give up 88. That's a good question. Ooh. No, I feel like Kane doesn't take 88. Look, this isn't gonna. I, he'll take his number that he played with in in the London Knights in OHL. What number was that? I, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but then he I was, was trying to get eight. it. But... I would say he would take eight, but like that's still kind of that's Jake Muzzin. For the time being, I don't know. Um... Like part of me thinks Willie's like, buddy, you're the goat. Like take it, but also like Kane would probably know he's only here for one season. Like he's not going to disrupt. You know, Nylander's already done the whole number thing. Ah, uh, he was number eighty-eight in London. Yeah, that, that can't happen. What if he? What if he just puts his number backwards? You think that could work? Like switches the two yes, numbers. yes, that would definitely work, Ryan. What a great idea! That's thank that, you. That's that's how they'll definitely do it. Yep, I, I agree. He just rips seven and just tries to be the next Crosby. I think he just uh, he takes the number three from Justin Hall because he's a three-time Cup winner. <laughs> Jeez. Huh. Is that why Hall wears it? Yeah. Yes. Three-time Memorial Cup wannabe. Hmm. All right, all right, Paul, you've had a, a bit to think. What are you looking for the Leafs uh, at this point? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it next week more in depth with the All-Star game coming up and the break. I want Jacob that. Chikrin. Do you That's really, though? Do you yes. Really, like, I don't do we... care. Jacob Chikrin makes 500K more than Jake McCabe, but I have no idea who Jake McCabe is. I just think getting Jake McCabe would be funny because we'd have another McCabe on the Leafs. No, I don't want Jake McCabe. I don't want... <laughs> Vladislav Gav- Gavrikov. Like, I had to look him up and be like, oh my God, he plays on Columbus? Wow. Yeah, but just know but, that. But, but keep in mind, like, the Leafs aren't, we're not listing players that the Leafs are going after because they're 30 goal scorers and are, are widely known. Like, they're in need of defensemen who probably aren't the offensively gifted ones, you know, in, in 
relative terms and who are impact players. And I think, you know, a lot of the times those are the guys you're like, who, who, who is that? Connor Timmons. Yeah. I mean, on a, on a smaller scale, Dryden Hunt. I mean, he, he's barely scratched the surface of being a Maple Leaf, but that's, a, that's an example. Gavrikov wouldn't be bad. 2.8 mil cap hit, pretty physical guy. 27 years old. Not bad. I mean, Jake McCabe isn't a bad one either. From what I know, very little about him. I know he's a very physical defenseman, which is definitely what we need. Um, I'm interested to see what Dubas actually does. And, yeah, just get Chikrin, please. Thanks. Chikrin. <laughs> not make Jacob a Chikrin. Move. I don't want him not to make a move. Okay, okay. I don't. I don't want Dubas to hold on to, like, the first and the, the prospects just for the sake of it. Like, if a deal's there and you think it's a fair price, be willing to move those. But at the same time, don't, you know, maybe a first for, like, a Nick Foligno isn't the best deal. Huh. So That's be, sure. willing, be willing <laughs> to move those pieces for the right price, but don't hold on to them just for this bigger picture idea that, frankly, if Dubis doesn't make these big moves, he won't be part of that bigger picture. I, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for me. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, – maybe we'll talk about this next week if we record post Bruins game and then we can kind of a week ahead, we can kind of go in depth on some trade stuff uh, pre all-star weekend, which apparently now includes a golf component in the uh, skills competition. So the what? NHL is a meme within a meme at this point. Uh, the Maple Leafs obviously would do very well in that competition. Shots fired. Let's, uh, let's look at the yeah, week no, ahead. No. Four games on tap Rangers tonight, Friday, at home, all these at home against the Senators, Sunday Capitals, Wednesday Bruins. We've talked about it. We've talked about the goaltending, but let's let's see how we think the Leafs are going to do. Uh, keys to success, Zach. Why don't you start us off? Uh, I've got two because I like cheating. So uh, the first one is ride the chemistry, which means you know use the we talked about it earlier. Use the pairings of you know need. I think you cut out. Houston, we have a problem. Zach is no longer with us. Uh, oh, now we go. Yeah, yeah I think you're back. Okay, I don't know what's going on with my internet, so uh, beat the Bruins again. I That's think it. you're going to uh, yeah. keep the pairings of Nylander, Johnny, Matthews, Martyr, and beat the Bruins. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thanks. All right, Paul, Thanks, what do you got? I got help your goaltender. I think that Sam Snav has been playing f- fantastic all week, and he just hasn't had a lot of help back there. Um, too many shots given up, not enough um, rebounds getting cleared, not enough bodies getting pushed away from the net. So I think we just need to help our goaltenders a little bit, and uh, there'll be a different result. Yeah, I mean, I can't obviously speak too much on like the, the play over the last little bit, other than they've, they've gotten seven of eight points while I was away, so my key to success is do that. Uh, a play like I'm not watching. And a yeah. uh, play like nobody is watching. Uh, they like Zach, we're in the I'll, Dominican. Yeah, I'll piggyback on to you, Zach. Beat the Bruins. That's uh, that was a theme last uh, couple weeks ago, and they couldn't get it done. Let's, uh, you know, like that would be such a high point to finish the, this part of the schedule on going into the All Star break. Like that would be such an incredible way to go into the break. Like, God, even if they lose the next three and just beat Boston, like that, that'd be such a high they could ride. Getting some mm-hmm. rest, the All Star break, coming back fresh. Um, so you got to think like that's a empty the tank kind of game. I mean, for both teams, knowing uh, the break is coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk record prediction, Zach. I'll throw it to you first. Actually, Paul, 
I'm, I'm a liar. You got your prediction correct, so you can take it away. I got 2-0-2. Two, oh, two. I think we'll get a point in every game, but knowing the Leafs against the lesser teams like the Senators, we'll probably goof it in overtime somehow. Um, yeah, 2-0-2. Two, oh, two. Hopefully we go 4-0-0, oh, oh, but we'll see what happens. Zach? Uh, I've got 3-1-0. Oh. Uh, I don't know where the loss is going to come. Mm, hopefully not Boston. Maybe Washington. I don't know. I I just changed mine. I had two one and one. I, I'm putting a four spot on the board. We're we're sweeping the week. We're going to the All Star game, riding high. Dubis is gonna be feeling nice. He's got the juices going. He's gonna be texting the GMs and scouting, making money moves, making trades. Stanley Cup, here we come. Four and zero. You heard it here first, folks. If you know, you know. I like K Y K. You know, you uh, know that. That is true. That is it for this episode of the Original Six Podcast. Thank you to everyone who listened all the way through. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Original Six Podcast. Participate in our first goal prediction series. And just be a friend. Be a follower. Be a leader. That was really sentimental. Uh, Fellas, heading into the week, favorite three words? Beat the Bruins. Since Paul stole what I was going to say, I'm going to say go Leafs go. (laughs) Four. Oh, and oh, that that last word was an and oh, and oh. Just put like, like a, just do like a combined just do like word. four, just do like four in a like one word i n n a four, four in a row. row. But it'd be more row. than four, maybe four and oh. Just, well, yeah, four, and oh. four and oh, four and oh. There you go. Four and oh my God, that is it for us. Thank <laughs> you for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Original Six Podcast. And remember. Take care of the planet. See you next time. I thought you were going to forget that I was going to say it. Never!